hope everyone's been having a good weekend. Uh, woo, it has been a full weekend. Yesterday we had a uh, GCB youth getaway in lieu of youth camp, uh, since things are still a bit COVID-y out there. It's, youth camp is uh, still still just a little complex to try to try to navigate through. So we just decided, hey, we're gonna we're gonna do at least a getaway. And uh, uh, Becca and David and Sam and Reagan. Uh, loaded all the kids up, and we took them all out to uh, Seven Hour Ranch, uh, just in Gordon, Texas, about an hour and a half west of here, and uh, did some breakout sessions with them. I think I grilled probably around 30 cheeseburgers and hot dogs, and uh, we pigged out and played in the pool and everything. So if you see some of these kids running around a little sun-kissed today, and if you happen to like notice that Sam and Reagan dozing off back there or, so, or just uh, not quite as smiling as big as they usually do, it's because uh, it's we're tired, that's why. Uh, but but it's, it was a fun day. It was a good day. So uh, some of y'all need to, need to go out and check out the uh, Gathering Facebook page or Instagram and uh, see some of the fun pictures that were put out there. The kids had a blast and, and connected. And uh, that's important. We need, we need to invest in our teenagers. We need to invest in our children. Uh, they're not the church of tomorrow. They're part of the church right now. And uh, matter of fact, uh, you know, the prophet Joel, when he prophesied about the Holy Spirit being poured out on all flesh, one of the first things he said is your sons and daughters will prophesy. The word prophesy doesn't necessarily mean tell the future. It's actually translated to, to proclaim, to speak on behalf of, right? And so to speak on behalf of the Lord or to proclaim his word and his goodness, right? Uh, it was really cool during VBS last week, uh, there, were, there were some kids that would sit at my table and we would talk about the lesson and they would start telling me things that they remember learning in their Sunday school or, or learning from their parents and say, you know, hey, doesn't the Bible say this and this and this? Well, what were they doing? They were prophesying truth. They were proclaiming truth from, a, from the mouth of a child, and, and that's what the Holy Spirit can do. The Holy Spirit's not just interested in interacting with adults. He interacts with children on up through adults. Amen? And uh, so, so that's why it's important. It's important for us to take time and invest and, and whatnot. So parents, I encourage you. I encourage you when you can, uh, uh, you know, get, get your kids to, to some of the things that, that, that we got going on for our youth and for our children. And, and we got a lot of people pouring out a lot of love and uh, a lot of word and into the lives of these kids. So we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit again. We're diving into learning about the Holy Spirit. But first, we do want to honor all of our dads today. And dads, sometimes we don't get enough credit because we are funnier than what people want to give us credit for, I believe. So what is Father's Day without a few dad jokes, right? Howard asked me personally, he said, would you please tell a few dad jokes? And I said, well, I don't, I don't want to disappoint Howard. So, so we're going we're gonna, to, you know, uh, trying to remember. Actually, my, my daughters have gotten to where they'll tell me some. Uh, Lily told me one the other day to share. She said, make sure you share this one. Uh, it's uh, what, what, kind of dog, what kind of dog does a vampire have? A bloodhound. What's wrong with paper? What's wrong with paper? It's terrible. Oh, it's terrible. Look at that. Howard's. What's wrong with paper? It's terrible. Uh, now this one I actually like. All right, what what lies at the bottom? Of, <laughs> what lies at the bottom of the ocean and quivers? A nervous wreck. <laughs> Get it down there. It's good. All right. 
Ryan, what kind of fish have two has two knees? Toonie fish. All right, one more. All right, all right. So why? How come chicken coops have two doors and not four doors? That's right. If they had four doors, it'd be a chicken sedan. That's why. Look at that. Look at that. Even Angela's getting into the spirit of Father's Day today. <laughs> Oh, I like it. I keep all my dad jokes in a dada base. I like it. I like it. Two knee fish, Ryan. It's like tuna, but two knee, right? Just making sure, making sure you're following me there. Uh, I see some new faces today. If you are new, thank you for being here. You could have been any place else, but you chose to be here. Hopefully, hopefully you're still happy that you're here. And uh, uh, if you've not done so before service, uh, before you leave today, it, we would love it. If you, there, we've got a card over there that's labeled "New Here" uh, card, and if you wouldn't fill that, wouldn't mind filling that out, that'll give us a chance to get to know you a little bit more and give us a chance to uh, connect with you, so you can get to know us a little bit more. Uh, but, but we love just connecting. Even, even, if, uh, even if you're just passing through, visiting, uh, uh, we would just love to connect and, and uh, uh, meet, meet more of our, our neighbors and greater neighbors and stuff. So, so the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, we're, we've been learning a little bit more about it. We all come from different walks of life, different walks of Christianity. And so some of us have, have learned various things about the Holy Spirit. Some of us may have not learned very much about the Holy Spirit. Some of us may have some misconceptions about the Holy Spirit. So we just want to see what the Word of God has to say over the following weeks. Uh, everything that we've learned all last summer, it was faith. God had us just sitting on faith, dwelling on faith to become people of faith, people who just don't believe in God, but people who literally believe God. Uh, after that, we were able to get into courage. That was one of the words going into this year is be strong, be courageous. Don't be afraid. You're going to face some things, but don't be afraid. He commanded us to be courageous. Uh, we were able to walk into the Easter season where we, we talked about the resurrection, our death, burial, and our resurrection and the power of the resurrection, and then uh, which led us to study all the way up to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon all flesh on the day of Pentecost and how it's still continuing to happen from that day. We still are in a season of Shavuot spiritually uh, and during this time in dispensation. So, uh, so we want to talk about what does this Holy Spirit mean? The fact that we, are, we have the Holy Spirit living within us, what does it mean? It gives us power, it's a comforter, it's all these different things. Uh, he, bring, he bears fruit in our life, he brings gifts. What does that mean? Okay, So we're going to talk about being led, the basics of being led by the Spirit. Now some of you have, have maybe for years walked with the Spirit whether in, in a full relationship and understanding and, and, and you perhaps have grown in your own relationship to where you can, you, you know how to be led by the Spirit. Others of you may be saying, hey, this is kind of a new concept that uh, I always just thought I could read the Bible, but no, it, it, you, you read the Word of God, you learn the principles in the Word of God, and then the Holy Spirit comes along and helps navigate, uh, you know, uh, you, you don't necessarily open up the Bible and learn, you know, what house should I buy? Well, you know, that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. He, he's able to take the principles and the truths that you learn in the Word of God and then teach you how to apply them throughout your whole life. So we're going to talk today 
just almost the foundation and fundamental of being led by the Spirit. How do I start being led by the Spirit, okay? We're going to open up with uh, John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Now, I want to say this. What the Holy Spirit will do for you is leave you in a place of peace, okay? That's how you know you are, you, you are being led by the Spirit, because he will always bring you back to a place of peace. And I will expound upon that here in just one moment. But let's go ahead and read. Hey, how many want to praise God now that we have two video screens today? Look at that. Yay. Some of y'all aren't having to like lean over and check the other screen, you know. So John chapter 14, starting with verse 26. Now we read this the other week. We actually read it out of the NLT. You remember we, we, learned, we learned a word. It was paraclete, right? It was a Greek word. He says, but the comforter, or in the Greek it is paraclete. Now paraclete means all this stuff that, that is in parentheses. The comforter or the counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, or standby, or one who comes alongside. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and uh, act on my behalf. Jesus is not here in physical form. He's already ascended. And so the Father sent the Holy Spirit, his Spirit, to live in us, to be able to do the same things as if Jesus were actually here, right? Jesus was here. If he was here, he would be our rabbi. He'd be our, our, our master, our teacher, our, our mentor. Uh, he is ascended, sitting at the right hand of the Father. So we now have the Holy Spirit in his place, right? And, and he turns out to be a counselor for us. You know, there's millions and millions of dollars being spent on counseling. And I'm not putting anything down. Sometimes we need good godly counseling when we go through difficult situations. But I want everyone to also know you have the counselor living within you that you can tap into, that you can begin to acknowledge and understand that it's not just you in this body, that there is a, the Holy Spirit of God, this actual Spirit of God living in your body. If you are a child of God, then you are infilled in with the Holy Spirit, right? Uh, so this is what he says that he's going to do. He will teach you all things and will cause you to recall, will remind you of, bring you to remembrance, bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. So this is one thing that the Holy Spirit's going to do. He's going to teach you all things. And by all, I do mean all, not just spiritual things. Oh, he'll teach us spiritual things, but don't, don't uh, box them in. The Holy Spirit is able to teach you all things. I have known uh, single moms who are powerful women of faith that don't necessarily have anyone around to, to be able to help uh, do house maintenance or even fix their car. There was, there was one single mom I remember. She was praying. She said, look, I, I want everyone to pray. My car is having issues, and I don't have the money to take it to a mechanic or anything else. And about a week later, I asked her, I said, how's, your, how, how's things going with your car? She goes, oh, it's up and running. I, oh, good, you found someone to fix it. She goes, no, the Holy Spirit taught me how to fix it. So really, he said, yeah, I asked him. I said, I don't, I don't have the money. How do I fix this? And so he took me to the direct, he, he, he told me which resource to go look up and everything else. I had no clue what I was looking for, but the Holy Spirit told me how to do this. And she got her car running, and she was tootling right on her way. The Holy Spirit will teach you how to be a good employee, teach you how to be a good dad. Father, since this is Father's Day, Teach you how to do a good dad. It we don't come with manuals. You know, kids don't come with manuals, do they? You know, 
Teach you how to be a good husband, a good spouse, a good wife. Teach you, teach you how to be a good neighbor. He'll teach you all things. What is it that you need to know? Isn't it incredible that Jesus is telling, he's telling his disciples, I'm about to have to leave. But don't worry, the Father's going to send a paraclete, someone who's going to walk with you, stand with you, be with you, come alongside you, and he'll teach you everything you need to know. Don't worry about Google. Man, the Holy Spirit will search all things out, the Bible says, even more than Google. And not only that, he will lead you, he'll guide you into all truth, and, and he will remind you. you. You think you may forget the things that I'm teaching you, but he will remind you. Uh, you know, uh, neuroscientists talk about that we really never forget anything, that all the bits of information that we take in, we, we retain. Whether we're able to recall them or not, that's another, <laughs> that's another story. But, there, but it's in there. Do you realize that the Holy Spirit living in you has access to this mega server in your head called your brain? And he can remind you if there's ever been a scripture this, that you've read or heard or a sermon or a word spoken over you, the Holy Spirit can bring it back to mind. There's times that on Saturday morning, we study stuff in the men's Bible study. Within, by the end of the day, I've kind of forgotten about it. I've got my, uh, I got my own things I'm dealing with. But sometime during the week, I will face something and the Lord will remind me, the Spirit will remind me of we talked about this Saturday morning in men's Bible study. Oh, yeah, I can apply it this way. I can do that. Well, what is that? That's the Holy Spirit reminding me of some things, right? So it's a powerful, powerful tool that God winds up. He's, he's this phenomenal spirit that God winds up putting in us, right? Now, now, the result of it is this. Verse 27, peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Isn't that incredible? Jesus is saying, my peace, not just any peace, but the peace you see me walking around with, I'm going to give to you. He says, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. He said, I'm giving you this spirit that's going to be so powerful in your life going to teach you everything you need to know, remind you about everything you need to know. Don't be afraid of facing anything. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? We're giving ourselves permit. We are allowing ourselves to be agitated and disturbed. And do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. We're the ones who are giving ourselves permission to do that, right? Someone needs to tell you, put, put your hand on your heart right now. Say, self, you no longer have permission to freak out. It's against the rules now. Why? Because you have the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of, because of the Holy Spirit, the default mode of every Christian is peace. Say, well, wait a minute. I'll, I'll, I'll get to it. I know we have days that, that the, our world falls apart or our plans get blown up or there's emergencies. Okay? But our default mode is peace. There's, there's a teaching that goes around right now that says, hey, if, you, if, if, if you're doing something and you feel peace, follow that. I'm, I'm trying to tell you that peace is already here. 
that we're standing on peace. The problem is, is that we, we picture peace as being, uh, you know, butterflies and birds and hammocks and a light breeze and quiet. You know, we, we have this image that the word peace conjures up in our head. While that is a peaceful scene, it's not the core of the definition of peace. The core of the definition of peace is this, freedom from disturbance, okay? What does this have to do with being led by the Spirit? Because the Holy Spirit will always bring you back to a place of peace, not butterflies and flowers and hammocks and light sunshine, but this, freedom from disturbance, it doesn't mean that you're not going to encounter disturbances. You're just going to be free from it. It's, it's, it's like this. Say we find a big boulder and we sit it just outside of the atrium back here with the, the, the glass atrium, right there by the railing. Big, big, giant rock. We're going to stick it out there. And every week we're going to come look at it as the Texas sun bears down on it over the next few weeks. And then around October when the wind starts blowing, and we experience our Texas fall, our beautiful Texas fall. You know what I mean? Like you wake up one day and all the leaves are like laying on the ground, right? Because the winds come and knock them all off, you know, before they even really get a chance to change colors very much. That gusty fall wind where we'll come out and look at the rock during that wind. And then we're going to come look at the rock, you know, about February if we wind up having another snowmageddon or whatever, you know, we're, we're going to come watch, check out that rock, see how he's doing. And then when the spring rains come, we're going to, the torrential rains, man, mon, the Monday of VBS, we had a monsoon blow through here. And, and we were out in that atrium, man. You want to talk about kids being fascinated by the power of God, you know, <laughs> we're out in the elements covered, you know, and there you know, was lightning and thundering. And here we are like in a, in a glass house. That's, that was pretty wild. Uh, but, but we'll, we'll, we'll let those monsoons blow through, and we're going to go back and check out that big giant boulder. Now, that boulder has been exposed to all the elements, all the shifting of seasons, all the different conditions you're going to throw at it, but it still remains. It's a boulder. It is free from being disturbed. It is a rock, and that's what we are told to build our life, we are standing on the rock of Christ Jesus. He is the chief corner stone. We are to build our life. Becca preached about it last week, did a fabulous job. She didn't just preach to the kids, did she? She was preaching to all of us. Did a fabulous job standing on the rock, the living word of God. The word of God is Christ Jesus. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and the Word became flesh. So if I'm standing on the rock, the core of who I am, my foundation is at peace. It is not disturbed. It is free from being disturbed. Now, I may shake, I may tremble, but my rock, the core of who I am that goes beyond my emotions is rock solid. Amen? That's the peace that he gives you. He said, not as the world gives, but my peace I'm giving. The world can give some peace. You know, we're not talking about, you know, you can go to a spa, get a massage, I don't know, do some yoga, 
So for some of us, yoga is not peaceful. I'm telling you, it's very, it's, you know, just sit out, you know, clear your head, meditate or whatever. You You can find your ways. It's a temporal peace, but the peace that he gives goes past emotions. You can be flipping out emotionally and still find peace. Why? Because you are standing on the rock. So the Holy Spirit, to be led by the Spirit, means he will always bring you back to that point. You go to sign some something, and he goes, hey, da, da, da. all of a sudden, you, you, deep down in you, you just you don't feel peaceful. So you stop. You, know, you go to say something, and he, you, you ever done that? You go to say something, the Spirit of God goes, nope, nope, don't, don't. He's, he's lining you back up. So well, you don't understand what these people have accused me of. You don't understand what these people have said about me. I need to defend. No, shh, 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 just back on the rock. Free from disturbance. You may blow a little bit. Sometimes we're like a flag, right? Flapping around from all the circumstances. But we're connected to the solid pole, right? It, it happened to me this week. I was in the middle of a pastoral staff meeting. We were all gathered around. I wind up getting a text, uh, a, a, a very disturbing text about an emergency with my extended family. And, and it rattled, it rattled me really bad. I had to, we, we had to stop. I was like, hey, I, I gotta go. I gotta take care of this as an emergency. I'm in the car. I'm driving 50 miles to go see what I can do to help in this situation. It was a very, it was, it was extremely, uh, it was almost a life or death situation. And, and the text, it, it, it disturbed me. I was uh, feeling anxious. I was feeling a little frustrated, feeling a little perplexed. And so I started talking to the Lord on the way there. And what the Holy Spirit started doing was reeling me back onto the rock. He started reminding me scriptures. Started having me say them out loud. Great shall be the peace of thy children. I've never seen the righteous nor forsaken nor their children begging for bread. He was bringing me back. He was reminding me about the promise of his covenant, the promise of his faithfulness, the promise of his word. What was he doing? He, I, I was shaken, but my foundation, my core was peace. It was the rock. It was free from disturbance. By the time I showed up where I needed to go, I was thinking clear. I was fully in control of of my mouth, <laughs> fully in control of my tongue, fully in control of my wits. What was going on? The Holy Spirit had taken over. He was leading me in that situation. All the way up through yesterday, I was flipping burgers and still having to check on some things. And, and uh, poor Erica was there. She probably thought I was like becoming bipolar or something because I was just, just I was seeing things. I was starting to get, uh, you know, the Lord's bringing me back on the rock, bring it back on the rock, back on the rock. Uh, but that's, that is the default mode of Christian, Christians, peace, peace. The Holy Spirit will lead you back to peace, not just with bad things, with good things and all things. So just because something is good doesn't mean he wants you to do it, right? Uh, check out what happened with Paul 
on his uh, missionary journey. Some people talk about the Great Commission, going into all the world, preaching the Gospels, making disciples of all men, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Great Commission. And we think, hey, wherever you go, you got to go preach. you got to preach. All Christians need a passport. No matter where you are, you got to go in the world. It's Great Commission, Great Commission. No, the Lord, the Holy Spirit will tell you what portion of the Great Commission is your responsibility. Check out what Paul did. And Paul and Silas passed through the territory of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit. Woo, the Holy Spirit stopped them from doing something. Must have been a bad thing, right? No, look what he was. Forbid them to proclaim the word in the province of Asia. They were wanting to go to, now this was Asia Minor, so it would have been uh, Turkey, right? They wanted them to go to Turkey so they could preach the gospel. And the Holy Spirit said, no, it was a good thing. But he said, no, why? Because he searches all things. He understood there were some hearts there that weren't ready to hear the gospel. And so they continue, verse 7, and when they had come opposite of Mycenae, they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not permit them. Once again, they were like, nope, nope. What was the Lord doing? He understood that these folks weren't ready to hear the gospel. And if you keep reading, you actually understand the Holy Spirit led them eventually to Greece, where there was actually a revival. They were able to establish a church because there were hearts that were prepared. The time came that they were actually able to go back into Turkey and preach the gospel, just not at that time. So just because the the Holy Spirit's not just going to lead you and and bring you back to peace when it comes to the bad things, but it'll also be sometimes good things. Just because something is good doesn't mean you're supposed to be doing it. Churches, that's why a lot of churches, my prayer for us is to be a spirit-led church. Just because something is good doesn't mean we need to do it. And churches fall into the habit sometimes, especially here in the West, of Hey, whatever the latest fad is, if it's working for this church, hey, it ought to be working for us. And it's not a bad thing, right? So we ought to be doing it. It's blessing a lot of people over there. We should be doing it. Not if the Lord's not telling us to do it. He may have them doing it. Not necessarily us, you know? But they're growing exponentially. Well, the, the, the evidence of success for a church is not the number of membership, It's how much are we obeying what the Spirit of God is telling us to do. That's the measure of success. And God will add when the time comes. He'll add uh, as the Spirit adds to us if we're faithful with him, right? All right, we're going to wrap up. Everyone still with me? Have I put you to sleep yet? I'm trying really hard. Yes, Howard's asleep. (laughs) It's peace. I told you, it's peace. Freedom from disturbance. (laughs) <laughs> Second Timothy chapter 1. So if, if you want to start interacting this week with the Holy Spirit, for him to start leading you, this is one of the greatest ways, because remember, he's not going to lead you. If, if you're feeling disturbed, if you're, not, if you're feeling anxious, if you're, if you're feeling uh, 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 even fearful, well, you know, the Holy Spirit's not leading you there, right? He's going he's gonna to lead you into some powerful things. But it starts with this. Paul says, that is why I would remind you to stir up, and, and actually, I apologize, this is not the NLT. Originally, I had the NLT up there, but then I changed my mind. I wanted to use the Amplified, and I forgot to change the graphic, so you know, deduct 10 bucks for my pay this week, I guess, or whatever, right? So <laughs> that is why I would remind you to stir up. And in, in, the, in the Greek, the, the term stir up actually means to rekindle 
the embers or to fan the flames of and keep burning the gracious gift of God, the inner fire that is in you by means of the laying on of hands. So he's saying to, to fan the flames of a gift, right? Why, why would you fan the flames? It's because something may start, something may be going cold. Uh, those of you who like to smoke meats, right? I don't know if we have any of you. Howard likes to smoke meats, but he's, he's got his fancy egg now. That man, you can get it up to temperature. That thing will hold its temperature all night long. He can go to sleep then, right? Where, where those of you, if anyone ever smoked meats in the old, the, the barrel, you know, the barrel smokers with the fire, uh, the little fire compartment, right? There, there have been times that I've been smoking a brisket overnight, and you got to get up every 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and go make sure, you know, you're tweaking stuff, there's proper airflow. And then all of a sudden, you like you wind up falling asleep too long, and about like an hour and a half later, you're like, "Oh man!" You get out there, and you gotta, you know. There's been times I've opened up the chute and taken a paper plate and just start fanning, you know. Well, what I'm, I'm trying to rekindle some stuff, right? Uh, if you go to Taiwan, they they call it saute. They'll be out on the streets and they'll they'll be saute and they'll have coals fanning it and with a with a you know they'll be stir frying and they're saute, right? They're they're trying to stir up to create energy to create flow, to create movement, right? He's saying to stir up this gift. Well, what is he talking about? The, the gift of the Holy Spirit? Not so much the Holy Spirit, okay? Uh, to understand the scripture, uh, to, to look in Greek, anytime, anytime the Holy Spirit, the person or the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is being referred to in the Greek, the word would be Dorian, right? And so, he, so he's not saying to stir the the, the fires or the embers of the Dorian or the person of the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit is always active. He's always willing to be active. You don't have to stir God up. God remains stirred up. But, but it's a different word. The word is stir up the gift or the charisma of God. The word charisma refers to the gifts, not the gift of the Holy Spirit, like in, in Acts chapter 2 that says, uh, repent, be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ and you shall receive the Dorian or the gift of the Holy Spirit. You're going to receive him, you know, him. This is different. Anytime you see the word charisma in the Greek, it refers to gifts that the Holy Spirit brings. The Holy Spirit brings gifts with him to impart to us. And the word is charisma, okay? That's where, that's where the term you've heard, the charismatic movement. Uh, that's kind of a result of between the, the Pentecostal movement, the Jesus movement of the, the, the late 60s, early 70s, and it kind of birthed into what was called the charismatic movement. Or in other words, Christians from all walks that started encountering an experience with the Holy Spirit, that, that they started understanding there were active gifts that the Holy Spirit brings, or active charisma that he brings. Thus, you have the term charismatic movement. So if somebody says, oh, I, I, I come from the charismatic movement, well, that just means that they come from a church that uh, believes in the active gifts or the active working of the Holy Spirit in everyone's lives. There are gifts like the gift of prophecy. We just talked about that, the gift to proclaim the word of God, right? 
that, that all of a sudden you don't necessarily have to go to seminary or be a trained orator. There's some people, they can be the shyest person in the room, but the Holy Spirit gets a hold of them. Man, they're willing to proclaim the word of God to anyone. Uh, the, the gift of word of knowledge. And we're going to study these gifts in depth in the coming weeks, but the gift of word of knowledge. Sometimes there are some people that can just walk in, have no clue about a situation in your life, but all of a sudden they'll speak something to you as if they know exactly what's going on in your life, you know? And, 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 it's, a, and it's a very timely word to you. Uh, a gift of encouragement, that would be another, you know, have you ever... Something just moved on you where you're like, I, I, I need to send an encouraging word. And so you, you punch out a text and you send it to someone. What is that? That's the Holy Spirit moving a gift in you. There's the gift of faith. You ever, you ever found someone that just has phenomenal faith when everybody else wants to give up on a situation? And they're like, nope, I'm not giving up on God. I saw it with my mom. I've, I've told the story plenty of times. When my, my niece was diagnosed with a brain tumor, they, go, they went in, they, they operated, they sewed her back up, said, we can't get it, sorry, she's going to be uh, a vegetable for the next three months and then probably pass away, just get yourself ready. And we were just devastated. And my mom, spirit-filled woman of God, she stood up and said, that's not what God told me. That's not what his word says. I refuse this report. Thank you, doctor. But I believe my God is a God who's going to heal. And, and matter of fact, uh, this coming Saturday, I should see this niece if my schedule plays out. Uh, her, her family's going to be in town, and she celebrated her 30th birthday this year. And, and, uh, but, but it was the Holy Spirit that rose up with the gift of faith in my mom right? There are all these different gifts. Uh, uh, they're the gift of tongues, the gift of interpretation of tongues, right? We'll talk, we'll explain all this stuff. If you're like, oh, this is all kind of new to me. Well, boo, <laughs> right? <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it, right? We'll talk about it. And we'll talk about what the, Holy, what, what, what the Word of God has to say about all this stuff. Uh, there's, there's proper order. There's proper, uh, there's proper order. There's, there's proper teaching. There's, there's a proper way. God is not an, the author of confusion. Uh, he's a God of order. And, you know, hey, we'll, we'll find out what the Word of God has to say about all these things. The gift of administration. Man, some, let me tell you something. Pastor Dave operates in different gifts. Administration ain't always a file by pile. You know what I mean? You know, I can tell you where it is. It's in one of these piles here, right? But there's some people that, are, that can administrate like no one else's business. It's a gift from the Holy Spirit, right? So what he's saying is stir up, fan, into, fan the flames of these gifts that the Holy Spirit brings. In other words, this week, this is what I want you to do. I want you to speak to the Holy Spirit in your life. You can speak to him. It's okay. And you're not going crazy, I promise. Wake up and say, Holy Spirit, I know you are living in me because of my faith and my acceptance of Christ Jesus and his sacrifice. You have gifts. You have gifts you want to utilize in me. What gifts are they? Show me. Present them to me. Help me to learn to operate in those gifts. What are you doing? You're fanning the flames. And look what happens. Because God didn't give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craving and cringing and fawning fear. You remember? Well, what is the root, the, the core default mode of the Christian? Peace, not fear, not cowardice, but peace. So when a situation comes up this week, and it will because it's life, you're going to have some good things happen to you this week, and, you're, and, and some of you are going to go through hell this week. That's just the way it is. But no matter what you're going through, you can experience peace. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is not a spirit full of cowardice and fear, but he has given us a spirit of, everyone say power. power. 
Check this out. Power comes, it's the Greek word dunamis. It's where we get the word dynamo or dynamite. God has put something explosive in you that should shatter chains and knock down walls and barriers. All the limitations that other people have tried to put on you, the Holy Spirit will knock all that down. Why? Because it's power, it's dunamis. It'll blow it, blow it all up. And love, the spirit of love, some of y'all are gonna stop getting mad at the person cutting you off on the freeway. Because the Holy Spirit, you're gonna open your mouth. I decree this week, some of you are gonna open your mouth, the mouth off to that person. When you open it, open your mouth, you're gonna wind up blessing them in the name of Jesus. So where'd that come from? It's the Holy Spirit. Some of you are gonna turn on the news and want to mouth off at some political opinion, and when you do, you're gonna find yourself, whoo. You want me to say it? I'll say it. All right, let's say it. Some of you, some of you are actually going to find yourself praying for the president of the United States of America and not mouthing off about him. And you're going you're gonna to speak a word of love and encouragement over him. So well, I didn't vote for him. It doesn't matter. The Holy Spirit in you will allow you to love everybody and anyone because he gives you the power of, of, of he gives you dunamis and love and a calm and well-balanced mind. Look at this in the Greek. How about this word? Y'all get to say it with me. Sophronismo. Say it. Sophronismo. Nismo means mind. Sophro means to be saved. The spirit is saving your mind. How many of you need your thoughts saved? You need a thought transplant because you've been thinking wrong. That's what the Holy Spirit's going to do. What is he doing? He's leading you. He's getting your thoughts back. Stop thinking that way. Get over here. Well, this is what they're saying. This is what, this is what I read. This is what I heard. It doesn't matter. What does the word of God have to say? He's getting you back. He's going to teach you discipline and self-control. It's the foundation of being led by the Spirit. He'll always bring you back to a place of peace. Doesn't mean that you're not going to feel a little anxious in your flesh. Doesn't mean that your thoughts aren't going to be scrambled at times. But at the core of who you are, you know it's going to be all right because you're standing on the Word of God. Let's all stand. I want the Spirit of God to begin to move in us like never before. I want some of you to start encountering the Holy Spirit like you never have before. I want those of you who have walked with the Holy Spirit and perhaps walked in giftings, uh, the, the charismas of the Holy Spirit, uh, I want you to grow in a capacity uh, that, that you've never encountered. Why? Does it mean that we're going to be an exciting church? No, it means that the kingdom of God is going to be... Uh, larger and larger in this community. The kingdom of God is going to be made known in a greater way. He will empower you to spread the good news in your corner of the neighborhood, your corner of the community, your corner of the city. Amen. Let's all pray. Father, I thank you for your word. Uh, Holy Spirit, I pray that you take this and you help make sense of it to somebody to encourage them, to help them to grow. Help us to, to grow in your gifts, whether it's a gift of faith, the gift of prophecy, the gift of healing. Help us to grow. Help us to find your purpose in our life and our role to play in your body. Set us all free, free from fears, free from limitations free from the past, free from frustrations that plague us. Just set us free to be everything you have called us to be. Empower us once again with your spirit.
Fall on us, Lord. Fall on us. I just want you to take a few minutes, just a few moments, and just allow your mind to meditate on him and begin to talk to him in your own way. Ryan's going to come back and sing with us, and we're going to worship one more time before we're dismissed. We praise you in Jesus' name.